Hi, this is Daniel Hartz, host of the Sustainability Matters Today podcast. We have some exciting news. On June 22nd, we'll be changing the name of our podcast from Sustainability Matters Today to Sustainability Champions. The reason for the change is because the new name Sustainability Champions better captures what we're going for, highlighting the people, ideas, and innovations that are protecting and healing the planet. Thank you for your support and interest in our work so far. We look forward to producing high quality podcast episodes and social media materials under the new name, Sustainability Champions. Please join us in showcasing these incredible individuals and the great work they're doing. By the way, do you know a sustainability champion you'd like to nominate to be on the podcast? Reach out to me at daniel at sustainabilitychampions.com to let me know. Thank you very much. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. I'm joined by Luisa Zion, co-founder and chief operating officer of Toastale. Thank you so much for joining me, Luisa. Thank you for inviting me on. Great to chat. Yeah, likewise. And I, the way I like to start these conversations is really just to kind of understand some background exactly of what it is that you're doing. So the, the question I like to ask uh, is kind of a broad one, but what is the problem that Toastale and that you and the team at Toastale are, is solving? So we're specifically tackling food waste, um, and that is because of the uh, the way that food is produced. Mm-hmm. Um, the, our food production system is responsible for um, 80% of deforestation, 70% of freshwater use, about a quarter of greenhouse gases. It's actually the biggest contributor to climate change and biodiversity loss. And yet we are wasting a third of everything that we produce. Um, So we want to change that by tackling food waste specifically. Um, If we can reduce food waste, then we reduce the impact um, on the planet um, of the the production of that food in the first place. We also prevent it going to landfill where it would rot and uh, generate methane and then further contributes um, to climate change. Um, And also we're living in a world where there are a huge amount of people that don't have access to the nutrients that are needed um, through food. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a very unjust uh, system. Yeah, so by by reducing food waste, we're, we're I guess, critiquing the the whole system. It's an important issue to solve because it's like you say, I mean, you know, it's, it's crazy to think that there's food being wasted when there's uh, so many hungry people and there's just so many problems associated with food waste. Um, Right. First of all, the amount of energy, like you said, to grow it in the first place is it's really intense. And then the distribution and then uh, all after all of that, a third of it is just thrown away. Yeah, exactly. And, it, and it's hungry even, people. Right, yeah. And it's not even just energy. We're, we're looking at water use, but also land. Um, right. And if you think about all of the land that is taken to grow the crops that we use to produce food, um, a lot of that land is coming from sensitive areas um, that are subject to deforestation. Um, uh, you know, the, the monocultures growing on there that are devastating to the quality of soil health etc um so by reducing demand for food production by reducing food waste uh, we can also reduce the amount of land um, that we require and right. free up that land again 
so that it can be used um, for regenerative agriculture processes or to give it back to the to nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And so how on kind of on a more practical level are you actually reducing food waste? Ah, so a very fun um, way of doing it. Yes. Uh, we're using beer. We're using craft Wonderful. beer. So, yeah. So we uh, focus specifically on bread. Bread is one of the most wasted food items, uh, mm-hmm. particularly in, in the UK, but um, in many other uh, countries around the world as well. It's um, a, a staple that has a short shelf life and is produced in huge volumes and so inevitably, and a lot of it ends up being wasted. In the UK, about 44% of everything that we produce is never eaten. Crazy. Yeah, and uh, essentially bread is made with a grain, wheat, um, and beer is also made with a grain, uh, mm-hmm. barley, malted barley. So we're replacing a third of the barley that would otherwise be used in the beer uh, with surplus bread. So as well as giving new life to the to that bread, and and this is fresh bread. This is uh, the bread that we use as the byproduct of the sandwich industry. It's the crust end of the loaf that doesn't get used to make sandwiches. So perfectly fresh, um, very abundant. If you think about how many sandwiches that we eat um, yeah. every day for every single loaf, there are at least two slices, maybe four, because the the first slice is often not the right size either. Right. And yeah, so we're 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 repurposing that into beer we're also reducing our demand for barley and barley is one of the biggest parts of the carbon footprint of a pint of beer so by Mm. reducing our demand for virgin barley we're also reducing the footprint of a of a beer wow okay so there are lots of um, benefits there and where exactly do you get the bread from i mean are you partnering with like um bakeries yeah, yeah. So we at the moment we're working with one big sandwich um, manufacturer. They produce sandwiches for retail, um, hospitality, hospitals, universities, etc. And they, on their production line, they segregate the crust ends and they send those to us um, while the vans are out on the the road delivering the sandwiches. They they. Uh, bring a pallet of the bread to the brewery for us to process oh that's really cool and i guess another benefit actually of that is also just um uh, it sounds like food miles are reduced because uh, if you're if you're if you need to import barley or you know if you're growing barley from far away yeah i mean most barley we grow a lot of barley in the in the uk mm-hmm. um so the the importing of the ingredients is less of an issue. Um, But we do also collaborate with breweries all over the world. Um, We made a decision quite early on that we didn't want to be exporting um, what is essentially really water um, all around the world when there is a plentiful supply of surplus bread. In most places, um, the craft beer industry has grown all around the world um, and there are people brewing every day and then there are also like charities that could benefit from the support so whenever we collaborate internationally we we brew with a an, a brewer um in that country using a the source of bread from that country um oh, as well that's really cool that's a nice way to uh yeah i mean first of all you're you're not exporting and also there's food waste everywhere you know it's not like Absolutely, yeah. the uk is the only place where 
bread is wasted. Yeah. 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 And the, the, the other element to toast is essentially it's a message in a bottle. We wanted to engage people in the issue of climate change and biodiversity loss, um, but in a um, very accessible and non-preachy way. And right. so by enabling people to just have a, a pint, enjoy a beer with friends, family, and um, learn a tiny little bit about the issue. They're already doing something positive by drinking the beer, both because um, of the circular approach that we use to use surplus bread, but also all of our profits go to a charity that is looking to fix the food system. Wow. And then, yeah, if they can then uh, learn a little bit that maybe um, has a ripple effect through their lives maybe that you know changes other behaviors maybe they share that message with the communities around them and we can hopefully uh, raise the awareness of the issues but also the delicious solutions to this problem it's amazing how um, you can get so creative when, we, when you start looking for solutions there is um there's so many ways to find innovative solutions for lack of a better word um to a lot of the issues that we're facing and there's almost like no reason for food waste or for new plastic um like virgin plastic right exactly yeah and and part of that is um raising awareness and being transparent about those sources of surplus Mm -hmm. in the system or those sources of waste so that people who are entrepreneurial can see that as an opportunity to create something from it. Um, And so I think the current movement of lots of um, businesses finding really creative ways to, to address a problem magnifies that. And um, I think we'll, you know, we'll exponentially see um, some really inventive ways of, of yeah reusing what would otherwise be wasted yeah absolutely and i think we're already we're already seeing it so in terms of speaking mm-hmm. on that topic how um i'm just really curious to know how many like slices of bread goes into one bottle or or a pint oh it works out about a slice of bread um per bottle okay. so yeah. each loaf can make anywhere between two to four bottles yeah, exactly. Wow, yeah. that's cool. It's um, and then sandwiches for the all of the slices that would sit yeah, in the middle. <laughs> exactly. So. so you can eat most of the loaf and then drink the rest of it. <laughs> great! What a what a great way to enjoy a loaf of bread. Uh, and what was that? What was that nonprofit you mentioned? So first of all, Toast is a nonprofit. No, so we're a, a limited company. So okay. uh, we're a social enterprise. So we make profits in the same way as any other business. Right. And the difference with a social enterprise is that uh, you use at least 50% of those profits to support a, a social mission. Um, and that is um, by either reinvesting in whatever it is that the business is, is doing as a, a social benefit or by no, donating that to a, a charity or a, other organization, like a foundation that is doing that. Um, we've gone one step further and said that we want 100% of our distributable profits to go to a charity. We recognize that we can have an impact ourselves um, by upcycling surplus bread, but the systemic problems that need addressing can't be done by us alone and some of them are very complex that need to be fixed at a government uh, policy level and yeah across whole industry practices and so we uh, our profits um, and 
uh, when we're not making profits, we commit also 1% of the revenue. So whichever is the, the higher of those figures, uh, go to a charity called Feedback. And they, they set up a, about uh, 10 years ago now. They're probably the charity that brought food waste to the forefront of people's awareness. Oh, wow. um, Tristram Stewart, um, who also founded Toast, uh, founded that charity off the back of work that he'd been doing, hmm. uh, looking at the, the food system and food waste in particular. They've yeah changed a lot of government policy within the UK um, and um, pushed for changes across industry practices from encouraging supermarkets to uh, measure and report food waste um, through to holding huge public events uh, in very prominent city centres uh, where they, they're called Feed in the 5,000. They feed 5,000 people with a meal using ingredients that would otherwise have been wasted and use that as a tool to engage people in the topic and get people to, um, mm. yeah, like to, as citizens to come together and to demand uh, broader change. So we put our, our profits into the work that they're doing to drive those bigger systemic changes. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, that, that kind of, like you're saying, the systemic changes are, those are things that uh, I suppose happen a bit slower because they're so much bigger and um, significantly more complex, but uh, right. you need to constantly, it, it's a, it's a, um, sort of like this process that you have to have a lot of um, stamina for it. It's a, it's an endurance. So mm. being able to continuously support and fund charities that are able to actually make those systemic changes little by little, I yes. think is, it's, it's a really important part Right. Yeah. And even from the from the bread side, we recognize that we are a very small company. Um, we're a team of uh, 10 people um, and we've grown significantly since we launched four years ago. But we are we are still tiny in terms of the impact that we can have. So we want to engage the whole industry to work with us. And we, as a result, do a lot of collaborations to help uh, brewers to um, first of all access the surplus bread um, just to know where to get it and um, how to protect it obviously there are lots of um, food safety considerations around the movement and processing of any ingredients right. um, and then the technical challenges of brewing with bread it, it is a slightly different format than a typical grain that Brewers are used to working with. Um, so we've collaborated with about with over fifty breweries. Um, and is this the, around the world? Yeah, around the world. We've got one at the moment um, in Holland that's just launched last week um, cool. with a brewery called Demolen. The beer itself is called People and Planet, and hmm. it's available through um, online stores, um, Picnic online stores. Um, through to uh, yeah, we've we've done collaborations in Australia, South Africa, uh, Iceland, uh, the US as well. So yeah, wow. all over the world. <laughs> and yeah, and then we open source our recipe online as well, so that people at home who are interested in home brewing um, and maybe more people now if more people are going to be home for a while uh, will be interested in gaining a new skill um, that recipe is on the website so that uh, everybody can have a go yeah i think that's really cool i mean it's interesting that you're you've chosen not to make it uh, secret 
Yeah, I think uh, uh, that has been our approach from the very beginning. Uh, it, it wasn't our original idea. Uh, Tristram had met some brewers in Brussels a brewery called the Brussels Beer Project, who'd created a beer called Babylon that uses surplus bread from their local bakery. And he connected the idea of this beer with a global problem, um, the global problem of food waste and the rise of the craft beer industry as a way of leveraging, um, leveraging awareness and action. And, yeah, he has a, a broad network all around the world that um, can uh, help to facilitate this. So the idea um, for us came from them, but the idea for their beer, um, as the name suggests, came from ancient Babylonian times. Uh, right. The original way of producing beer was actually to ferment bread, um, and they created what was called a divine drink that mm. probably tasted more like a porridge um not the delicious craft beers that we enjoy today but it was the the very origins of of brewing um and so bread and beer are very inextricably linked going back yeah i think that's cool and it's interesting because the more the more people i speak with when it comes to the different ways that you know companies and people can be sustainable oftentimes it really is just about going back to the way we the way it used to be we had to kind of go up in terms of our capabilities of technology in order to realize actually we don't need some of these or or we can re- reuse our technology in order to go back towards the way things were. Mm. Yes, yeah. Um, and, you know, in a way, Toast Toast Ale is doing that by providing your recipe online. And so anyone can get access to it. And with all of the <laughs> yeah. modern brewing processes, anyone can can really do it at home if, if they want to. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, you can quite easily buy a, a homebrew kit, um, and uh, yeah, the ingredients are you know fairly simple. It's um, malted barley, hops, water, and yeast. That's um, all that's needed to produce a beer. Um, and then using the toast recipe, um, any leftover bread that you have at home can be included in that as well. Yeah, that's cool. So, how how much um, up, up to this point? How much bread have you saved, or what, what's the impact of the work done so far? So for last year, 2019, we recently just published our impact report um, and we've saved uh, just just short of a, a million slices, uh, 850,000 slices. The two years prior to that, uh, sorry, the three years prior to that, um, starting off from being very small um, to growing, uh, we'd, we'd saved um, over a million slices. So we're kind of reaching towards the two million slices um, to date. That's awesome. Yes. So that work, I think it works out about, it's almost three times the height of Everest. I think it works out about 2.7 times the height of Everest. Two million slices of bread. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you stack them up um, as one gigantic loaf, wow. it, would, it would tower over Everest. <laughs> Two and a, almost three times as much. That's yeah. incredible. What a great visual. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to understand what exactly uh, 2 million slices of bread looks like. Yeah. That's, that's impressive. Yeah. Wow, that's literally a mountain of food waste that you've it saved. It literally is. Yeah. <laughs> How cool is that? I mean, that's amazing. And it sounds like you're really just getting started and the momentum is really starting to pick up now. Yeah, hope so. Hope so. This year is obviously going to be an extremely challenging year for us and um, and others, but we will, um, yeah, keep brewing as long as people can keep drinking the beer. Yeah, well, um, 
good news about alcohol is you um, consume it when things are good and when things are not so good. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we hope we can also bring a little bit of cheer into people's lives. Um, I'm sure lots of people are feeling very anxious at the moment. Um, but uh, yeah, we um, yeah we hope to um, main, help people to maintain the the mental health through uh, yeah by offering some light relief times yeah i think it's um it's really important and a a great way to do it as far as as taste is there any difference or or is it probably um an unfair question to ask but is it much better than all the other beer available (laughs) it is my favorite um (laughs) that's good (laughs) uh it it stands up um against other craft beers um it's a you know really good tasting beer we've won awards for the taste of the product um we have four SKUs we've got a craft lager a session ipa an american pale ale and an english pale ale and each of them has won great taste awards um, congratulations and yeah and international beer challenge awards as well so we're really proud of the taste um i don't think you can really taste the bread in it but you taste with all of your senses and so when you know that the the beer is made with bread it probably influences a little bit um uh, of your perception of the taste Um, there are so many complex flavors within beers it there you know there is a a whole skill to tasting beer in the same way as with wines and um yeah so i think like when you know there's bread in there you can pick out um some of those toasty um flavors so i've tried the i think it was the american pale ale and the uh, the craft lager, and personally, I'm not a big fan of pale ale in general. Um, I I liked yours. Oh, right. The the lager <laughs> was really good, and oh, you're absolutely cool. right. I I wasn't being very careful with the flavor, meaning I wasn't like trying to see if I could taste the bread. I was just um enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. And it's great. I mean, it tastes like good beer. And, yeah, exactly. Um, it's really refreshing as well. I I'm um I'm a I love lagers. I don't like too much hops. So right. Um, it, it, it was just like the perfect beer that you'd want that's simple, straightforward, and just good. You know, it's like... Oh, that's so lovely to hear. Yeah, it's really <laughs> nice. And I, and I love the fact that it comes in a bottle too. Although you, you can get cans, right? Yeah, uh, we bottle, we, we can, and uh, we also put our beer into steel kegs that are reusable. They go to uh, mostly pubs, um, yeah. but uh, some restaurants have taps. And also Waitrose, have, they launched Untapped last, uh, unpacked, nice. sorry, unpacked, unpacked yeah. last year um, and have a whole range of products uh, that are available without packaging. You can to buy a growler and which is a refillable bottle, a five yeah. liter bottle, and go and fill up um, at Waitrose now as well. Our mission really is about um, using up as much bread as possible, which means producing lots of beer, um, but also spreading awareness of food waste as an issue to a lot of people. And we didn't want it to be a, a niche product that you know you had to be really into uh, your hops right. to to enjoy. Uh, we wanted people to be able to drink it, um, uh, enjoy it remember it maybe for the message as well as the the product enjoy it again share it with friends yeah i think i think that makes sense i mean it, with something like this where you're really trying to make the biggest impact impact going mainstream as far as flavors makes sense because uh, if if you are really niche then 
it kind of defeats the purpose because you can only uh, you can only make so many bottles um, of beer at a time. Yeah, and so it's it is quite a different taste still to like if you're used to drinking some of the big huge lager yeah. brands, it's it's still a different taste. It, you know, we do use hops, um, so it is slightly hoppy. Um, but yeah, for a craft beer, it is quite a an, an accessible drink. And we quite often have people similar to as you were saying who say they they don't really even like beer, and they've <laughs> maybe tried it at an event, um, and they liked it. <laughs> yeah. So we're also hoping that we're a gateway drink uh, to beer more generally. People that are maybe trying a toast because they're passionate about some of our, um, our you know, our ethics, our environmental mission, um, and yeah, and then enjoy it. So want to to try the craft beers as well. Yeah, uh, I think that's cool. That's actually exactly how I came across toast was at at a at an event um, in in London. It was a, a climate cocktail club event. Oh yes, yes. Um, and yeah, they they were handing out. Actually, in that case, I think oh, it was also bottles. Now that I think about it, and um, I had no idea. And the word toast was on it, which I thought was very clever. And I wasn't really sure what that was all about. And so I started reading the label and I thought, Oh wow, how cool is this? Yeah. And yeah, it was just, it was a good beer and yeah, it's great. I've, I've kind of made a, a mandate at home, which is um, if possible, we're only going to buy toast ale. Just oh. because, uh, I just, it's a great beer. Um, it's really easy to drink. And I know that every single time I, I, I buy it, I'm saving at least six slices of bread. <laughs> that's, so cool. pack, yeah. that's so cool well we've actually we've just taken the delivery charge off the website ah. um, so you can have it delivered to your home for free if you would like <laughs> brilliant well i may have to back up <laughs> that's so cool so what's um what's next you've done two million slices uh what are what's the next what are the next plans so uh, we've been working on, um, on, well, on our environmental footprint to try and maximise the positive impact that we can have by yep. using more bread in the product. We've also been looking at our packaging and, yeah, trying to remove plastics mm-hmm. um, from uh, our outer cases. So, um, the the bottles uh, are packed um, for trade in cases of 12 quite tightly packed wrapped in a, a plastic um to prevent breakage right but we've now moved those fully over to cardboard boxes so we're just in the process of monitoring those and making sure that we don't have a whole load of breakages but i think mm-hmm. we've we've achieved that goal already and um, so yeah that's our kind of internal improvement we're also we're a certified b corp um i don't know if you know very much about the b corp movement i've been learning a bit about it yeah oh, it's fascinating cool, cool. Yeah, so essentially businesses that uh, meet minimum standards of environment, uh, environmental and social responsibility, accountability and transparency, uh, businesses that are essentially trying to be the best for the world rather than the best in the world. Mm-hmm. And we are yeah, part of the community of businesses uh, that includes large companies like Danone. Um, there are some Unilever brands like Pucker and Ben and Jerry's that are B Corps and lots of really cool smaller brands as well. Wow. Um, like Divine Chocolate, Proper Corn, Ella's Kitchen, mm-hmm. um, loads of really, really cool brands. And it, they, it is a very supportive community. So we are working with many of them now um, to, to look at how we can 
help each other um, through the situation we're facing and um, and have it you know over the the years that we've been certified worked with with different b corps and various things from marketing to kind of internal culture development um, we also joined far over 500 b corps at the end of last year to make a commitment to net zero by 2030 wow. and so um we are working on our plan as to how we'll achieve that both by reducing the direct emissions for us as a business and our supply chain um, and then looking at how um, we drive broader change across different industries in order to magnify the positive impact that we're having. On a more kind of personal level, I, I'd like to ask this question kind of as an, as an inspiration, but what, what, what do you do personally on a day-to-day basis, whether it's at oh. home or at work, um, to be environmentally friendly when you're not busy saving uh, Mount Everest's <laughs> uh, slices of bread from being thrown away? Oh, um, I, I mean, I, I guess I, I've tried to do everything that I can from... Um, you know, making sure that I'm not wasting food at home, mm-hmm. um, either through preserving that food or like um, through um, making things or um, freezing um, and yeah, just making sure that even if I do have food waste, I have a, a wormery in the garden. So oh, cool. um, anything like tea bags and banana skins can um, can go in- into that. I I don't really buy a lot of clothes. Um, I try to buy um, ethical brands if if I if I need something, but I am pretty thrifty um, in terms of what I spend my my hard earned cash on. Yeah. Um, and then, I, well, I guess from a financial perspective as well, I recently looked at where my money was sitting and uh, in, like where my pension was invested mm. um, and have made some changes to to those things as well. Um, so I guess they're the kind of practical things. I don't fly, but that was a little bit influenced by the fact that I hate flying and I'm <laughs> I'm terrified by it, um, but it does have the knock-on fe- effect of being better for the planet. Um, sure. And the, I, but we we travel quite a lot by train as a family, um, and really enjoy that. And then I guess the um, beyond those practical things, it's just um, like I've got two kids, and so talking to them about the world and making them appreciate nature both by you know going out and walking in the forest i live near wrapping forest um, oh, so taking beautiful. them out and yeah we watch like the nature documentaries david attenborough is a popular man in this house yeah, cool. um so yeah okay it's kind of you know trying to um educate them for so that they grow up to be responsible citizens as well I think that's really important. It is, you know, passing the knowledge down to the next generation is, I think, a crucial aspect. And it's really a, a very important one in, in, to make sure that the efforts that we're currently taking to be more environmentally friendly are continued. Because yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I felt like I, I had that bringing as well my my I was brought up vegetarian and okay. so I've just been vegetarian all my life and um, my kids are also vegetarian it was never really an issue for me um, 
uh, I just don't, I don't actually have a taste for meat really. Hmm. But yeah, it's, it's kind of much easier as with anything. If you teach kids when they're young and explain to them why that, you know, they grow up, they can make their own decisions about, um, about things, but um, they've got that foundation to work from. Yeah, exactly. And I, I guess the, the point is not to, and that's kind of what you're saying is, you know, take your time with it. Uh, you know, I think it's more important to find something that you'll stick to rather than trying to change everything all at once and then try to juggle it and be like, well, this yes. is impossible. I'm never going to do it again. <laughs> yeah, uh, It's obviously much more effective. Um, but yeah, I think I, I, I really like your list. It's awesome. Um, and I, I think the work that you're doing with Toast is 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 great as well. Um, the name is is pun- puntastic, <laughs> yeah. uh, which is always a plus. So yeah, I mean, thank you very much for for your time and for for spending uh, this hour with me, Louisa. Um, we're, so you you mentioned that people can that it's currently in a few pubs um, at the Hilton hotels. Where else can people find it? Yeah, if you go to toastale.com, mm-hmm. uh, we've got a, if you go and look at where you can buy the beer, mm-hmm. um, there's a stockist map and a list of places there. Um, and we also have our web shop. So if people at the moment can't get out to, to buy or can't go to their local pub, bar, restaurant, etc., then they can have it delivered to their door for free for free that's the that's the key part there um that's that's really awesome so oh yes and and Ocado. yeah i'm looking at the map right now there's a lot of uh little pins all over it so uh really not uh there is no excuse to not get it. it's all over the place which is fantastic well, that's great so um toastale.com and toast is spelled the way you think it is cool well louisa again thank you so much for your time it was a lot of fun best of luck with with the future plans you have so much so much going on and i I hope you're able to accomplish all those things in record time thank you thanks it's been really nice chatting thank you very much for listening to this episode if you enjoyed it give us a five-star review and also subscribe whether on your podcast app or on youtube that way you can be the first to know about new episodes thank you very much and talk to you soon.